Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in 2 Timothy and we come to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and we're going to be looking at verse 6 today. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 6 which is really continuing looking at the concept of discipleship. The concept of discipleship and it says this in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and we're going to read the whole chapter of chapter 2 but we're going to be focusing in on verse 6 today. So starting in verse 1 it says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, raised was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endured with him, we shall reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for he for they will increase uh, to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Well, today we come to verse 6, where it says the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the, uh, of the crops, or to partake of the first fruits there. And we, we see here, this isn't a line uh, on discipleship that we've already seen that we're to be as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, not entangled with the things of this world, but rather we're to have a, a singular focus. We do multiple things, but we have a singular focus, and that is to please the one who enlisted us. We're to go and to be making disciples. No matter what situation we're in, we're thinking, how can we make disciples of Christ? 
We also looked at how we are to go and to be like the athlete, compete according to the rules. There's a, a, a way that we are to go and to compete. The way that we are to go and to do this, if we're competing outside of the rules, then it is going to be to no avail. But today we see here in discipleship this example of the hardworking farmer, the hardworking farmer. And I want us to define what, what does this hardworking mean, this hardworking farmer? Well, hardworking in the Greek here, it means to continually work hard. And it's described this way. Hardworking is a participle from the verb uh, kopio. I, I'm not very good at Greek, so sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. Which means to toil intensely, to sweat and to strain to the point of exhaustion if necessary. The industrious farmer starts his hard and demanding work early and he quits late. He endures the cold, the heat, the rain, and the drought. He plows soil, whether it is hard or it's loose. He does not wait for his own convenience because the seasons do not wait for him. When the time comes to plant, he must plant. When weeds appear, he must remove them and when the crop is mature he must harvest it harvest it it what drives the man to such toil is the harvest and we see here this is the description of the hard working farmer you know most of the farmers working hours are tedious they're humdrum and they're unexciting it's it's not always full of excitement. In fact, uh, there's only one season, you know, that's truly full of excitement, or at least good excitement. And that is the harvest that we see. But but a farmer also often works alone. He he has no students to stimulate him. He has no fellow soldiers to fight with him. No teammates are crowd to cheer him. But rather, he he works alone. The work of the farmer is often a grind. And you know, discipleship can be this way as well. It is a continual hard work. You know, you think of the Great Commission uh, in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. It starts off and it says, Go, therefore, and make disciples. You know, going is the first step, but it's often the, the hardest step to get out and to, to, to go. But then it says to baptize them uh, and to teach them to observe all that Christ has commanded them. And we, we look at this concept here. These are difficult, difficult things that we're called to do. It's it's a continual hard work to, to continually be teaching. And it's often not easy because disciples aren't always easy. Somebody who's immature, well, sometimes they do really dumb things. Sometimes they abandon you. Sometimes they come and they say hurtful things while you're trying to help them. Sometimes they just completely rebel and go contrary to what you're saying. And it might not even be that they're intending to be that way, but sometimes they are intending to be that way too. It's difficult and it's messy because you get yourself entwined with these people and then, at times, they end up hurting you. That, that sometimes is what happens. It's not easy work. And, of course, discipleship, it doesn't happen at convenient times. It happens when it happens. It's much like the farmer who has a weed grow up. Well, it's time to go get the weed. Who who has, you know, the seasons come upon him. Well, he, he didn't get a—I mean, he might kind of set his calendar, but it, it's time when it's time. It's it, it doesn't revolve around his calendar. His calendar has to revolve around it. 
And that's the same thing with discipleship. It's it's oftentimes getting a call late at night, uh, going in and helping somebody uh, do something in in using your Saturday morning or or whatever it might be that you have that's precious to you in time. It's not done on your time, but it's done on the time that that appears often, much like the hardworking farmer. But you know, discipleship also, it's not always full of excitement. You know, many Christians' lives are are like the farmers. Although there may be occasional times of excitement and special satisfaction, it's the daily routine. And that's often in and of itself unattractive, and it seems unrewarding. But the reality of it is, is that discipleship is about those disciplines. It's about the daily routine. It's about going and checking in daily on the person. It's about going and seeing what is going on. It's it's not always about the mountaintops. It's about what is in between those mountains, those valleys that are there, that, that are often great in distance and rugged in the way. That is what discipleship often is. Yes, there are those times where it's those mountaintops, and praise the Lord for that. But a lot of times, it's just helping somebody through the day-to-day, helping them through the same problem a hundred times, going and being patient through what they're going through and working with them. Because even if you've discipled somebody else through what they're going through, you still have to listen to what they're saying. You still have to help them in what they're saying. You have to go and to endure through that much like the hardworking farmer. It's not all harvest. It's also planting. It's also tilling. It's also weeding. It's difficult. It's difficult. But I want to also remind you what it says here is that the hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. You see, there are rewards of discipleship. There are rewards of discipleship. I, I want to remind you of, of verse 2 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, where it goes and it says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You know, there are times when you will see multiplication. There's great joy in making disciples, but there's perhaps even greater joy in seeing somebody who you've made a disciple make another disciple. That is really, really cool. It's great joy to see a disciple get involved in discipleship. You know, also, as we've already mentioned with a soldier, it's pleasing the one who enlisted you. You know, that's the great goal, but but having uh, heard and getting to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, seeing that God is happy with you, that he is taking joy in what you are doing, that is joy and fruit in and of itself, but also uh, obtaining rewards, heavenly rewards as well, and actually receiving rewards uh, that that God gives. I mean, we go and we we saw the athlete. He competes. He competes, and of course, he doesn't receive a crown unless he competes according to the rules. But it's that concept here that there is great joy in Christ giving us rewards. There is fruit from the labor. You're the farmer. He's the one who gets the first fruit, which is a bigger and better portion. And this is the fruit of discipleship. Because when you go and you personally disciple somebody, that is nice, big fruit. And it's the first fruit. You're the first one to see it. 
There's other ways that we can see fruit of discipleship as well, and that would be through supporting ministries and supporting missions and different things like that. That is that is a secondary fruit, and, and there's nothing wrong with secondary fruit. You should have secondary fruit in your life as well, but it's even better to have the first fruits, to have the first fruits, because it's a greater joy. It, it becomes personal fruit, and it's a bigger and better fruit than that secondary fruit. And there's great joy, whether it's leading somebody to the Lord or getting to see somebody overcome sin or go and serve the Lord who you developed and who you invested in. Man, there is just great joy in that. It's incredible. So today, I want to challenge you to be like the hardworking farmer. Understand that it's going to take hard work. It's going to be inconvenient work. It's going to be tedious work, and sometimes it means that you're going to feel alone, and it's going to come with some pain. But I also want you to remember that there is fruit at the end of the labor. Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting.